0: Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Activate Your Max Brand Podcast with Tanya Watkins. Today is our anniversary. I would sing to you like 2020, Tony, but I can't sing. So I'm just going to say happy anniversary to all of you listeners out there. It has been two years, two years since we started this podcast. We've gone through name changes, breaks, and all the things. And so I know a lot of my listeners and my um, clients and potential clients, people in my community have been wondering, should I start a podcast? And the answer is going to be yes, but I'm going to share with you some of the things that I have learned in this two-year-long journey in podcasting. So you want to stay tuned if you are interested in starting your own podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Activate Your Massive Brand with Tanya Watkins. This podcast was created for professional and creative women in business who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, package their greatness, and monetize their hustle. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a high-ticket monetization coach and brand expert who believes that with smart hustle and savvy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market, build a loyal and engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business. All right, so initially, I wasn't going to share any of this, like, I'm like, whatever. (laughs) But then I was like, no, this is actually really good. Like I get questions all the time about podcasting. And so what a better way than to create an episode sharing with you my thoughts, my struggle, my all the things so that you can decide whether or not this is for you. And there's a lot of talk out there about, you know, how to start your podcast, what things you should be doing and really how to do so in a way that it doesn't take away from. All of the other aspects of your business, because, you know, podcasting can be a very time consuming piece of your business. And while you want to make sure that you have, as I always talk about, a way for her to binge, believe and buy, which is obviously a podcast is a great way because she can binge on all of your episodes and all of your content. You don't want to do so in a way that has you kind of like, oh, my God, the podcast. And then you wake up and you're like from you wake up from working on this podcast and editing and doing all the things that you're like, okay, I still have to service my clients. I still have to, you know, cook dinner for my family, you know, whatever it is. So I'm just going to walk you through some of the things that I've learned so that you can kind of do things the right way, (laughs) learn from my mistakes and learn from some, you know, some of the things that I did in excellence so that you can have success for your podcast. So one of the things I'm going to start off with off the bat is your name, your podcast name. So I kind of went through so many different, this is my third, like this is the name of the podcast. And this is actually the name that I wanted from the beginning, Activate Your Massive Brand, because that is the heartbeat of our business. You know, the Massive Brand Method, how we teach our clients how to build their online brand how to create, market and sell high ticket programs, how to get outstanding results for their clients, all centers around the massive brand method, you know, boldly, confident branding, packaging your greatness, monetizing your message, all of these things that we talk about. So, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I kind of wanted it to be snazzy and it it didn't hit. It didn't hit right. So then I changed it again to, you know, massive brand podcast, but I'm like, no, I want them to understand. Like that this is serious. Like activating your massive brand is a thing. It is a It is a culture. It is a methodology. It works. So I change it again. <laughs> and this is it. So my first piece of advice to you is sit long and hard and think, how does this, one, how does this name really showcase what I want to talk about? One. Two, how is this name going to attract the right listeners? You know, I think we kind of sometimes think about what we want. Right. When we're naming our the program titles or we're naming, you know, our blog content or whatever, like titles matter. Titles matter. And what I've learned with podcasting is that I it's almost like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, search involved with podcast listeners. They are in podcast apps and they're searching keywords just like they do on Google when they're looking for a blog article or like they are on YouTube when they're looking for video content. Podcasting is no different. It is the same. So when you are thinking about the name of your podcast and even the names of your episodes, you want to keep that in mind. You want to make sure that is this something that she's going to be searching for or this is a pie in the sky idea that I have that I want to talk about. But is it relevant to her? So that's the first thing I would say with your title and the title of your episodes. Um, The second thing is frequency. Now, let's address the elephant in the room. (laughs) We are on episode 23 and I've been podcasting on and off for two years. Hello. (laughs) Frequency, figure out what you want to do. Do you want to be episodial? Do you want to be, you know, do you want to have seasons? Do you want to be able to take a break? you know, summer months, winter months, whatever you decide, but stick to it. For me, like, as you can see, we've been pretty consistent with publishing an episode a week. I do some bonus episodes, um, you know, on Fridays when I have relevant content to share with you. But I will say, like, this is me being truthful and, you know, brutally honest with you about myself. I've been very inconsistent with this podcast up until this point, obviously, I haven't been lately, but I was before. And I really don't know why I love podcasting. I love talking to you. I love this. I think it's so cool that I can share my message with the world. My this podcast is listened to literally all over the world. In Africa, parts of Europe, all throughout the United States, all throughout the Caribbean in Asia, like this podcast gets listened to everywhere. And it's so dope. It's so dope that I get just get to talk to you about how to make your business better. And so, you know, I want you to think about what works best for your schedule. Is it once a week? Is it once a month? Is it biweekly? Is it, you know, quarterly? Like, I don't know. You have to figure that part out because I didn't. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it once a week. And then Time would fly and I'd be like, oh, wow, I haven't, you know, published an episode in a while. And then there was a time where I did take a break when I was doing, you know, in between both of my rebrands, I did break. So there was that too. But I want you, if you're going to do this, I want you to do this part differently. This part right here, I want you to do differently. I want you to make sure that you are consistently publishing as you promised. And it's funny because about three months ago, someone inboxed me and was like, hey, when do your podcasts come out? Huh? Podcast and like in my mind I have a podcast schedule like it's already laid out, right? So every Thursday we publish an episode, but that was in my mind. I'm like that's for me and my team to know, right? Like we know that my team expects that I have the my episode published by, or scheduled in our software. We'll get to software in a second. By Tuesday so that we can work on the marketing collateral, whatever we need to do to promote the podcast for that week into the next week until the new episode is published and then we turn that week's the previous week's content uh marketing content into our you know repurposed library so we have a system right internally but i fail to realize that people want to know okay tanya's podcast comes out every thursday It it sounds stupid, right? Like, duh, you should know that, right? Like, I watch Grey's Anatomy. It's Thursday, and I can't wait for the episode tonight. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, that's like, it was a revelation. So I'm telling you right now, again, learn from my mistake. People want to know when your podcast is published. So you want to make sure that you're not like, oh, you know, I'm going to publish an episode on Monday, and then next week on Wednesday, and then the following week on Thursday. No, get it. Get a schedule and stick to it. And share that schedule with your audience so that they know what to expect. They should know, okay, because for our podcast, every Thursday, by three, by four o'clock, if the episode isn't published by four o'clock p.m. on Thursday, it ain't being published. (laughs) So we, like, we've got it down to a science, but now I can confidently tell my audience Thursdays, so they know. So that's another, um tip for you. You want to have a schedule. Um, Secondly, I want to talk a little bit about the tech because this, every time I read someone's, you know, how to do a podcast article or I've, you know, I did extensive research before I started this. And initially, this is part of the reason why it took me so long because I wanted to, I've been wanting to podcast for years and I started in 2017, October 10th. Um, but probably for about a year or two before that, I was like, oh, I should do a podcast. It sounded so daunting. Oh my goodness. I was like, I gotta do this. and I gotta do that. And I gotta do that too. And I gotta do that. Uh-uh. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, that was that was my mindset. Like, I am not going to spend 80 hours a week for one episode. You got me all the way messed up. So then I was like, well, let me try it for myself. So let me walk you through really quickly the process. One, going into this, I knew, okay, I, as I learn and grow in this, in this, um, new thing that I'm taking on being a podcaster, I knew I had to be okay with awesome, but not like Oprah Winfrey Studios, Tyler Perry production. Like I knew that I wasn't going to be able to have the bandwidth to make this sound like this came out of Hollywood studios, right? At the same time, I knew, I know I can make it sound great so that people feel like, okay, I don't want to turn this off, but I, I, I wasn't going to buy all this extravagant software and all of the things so that I could sound like, you know, this is a, $10 million podcast program. You know what I mean? So you have to release that. That part will keep you from from podcasting. Thinking that you need to have all this extravagant equipment that needs to sound oh so amazing. The sound quality needs to be good for sure. Because all it is is sound. So you have to make sure you have great sound quality. That's obvious. But you don't want to go crazy trying to reinvent the wheel or you know invest into all the things so that You know, now you're stumbling and you're not moving forward. So I use a Blue Yeti mic. I've had this mic probably for about, I don't know, four or five years. It works really well. I use it for my coaching calls. I use it for everything. And I use Camtasia. That's it. That is all. Those are the two tools I use to record my podcast. That is all. Uh, When I do interviews, I use Zoom. And that works really well. I am looking into additional softwares that I'm going to use for better sound quality for my guest. And I will go, I I I have show notes for you for all the things that I'm going to mention today. I'm not going to mention any of the tools that I haven't used yet because I don't want you to be like, what? This is right crazy. So let me use them first and then I'll update this uh the show notes um, you know, in the next month or so with the tools that I'm testing right now. But Camtasia and my Blue Yeti mic. So if you're a coach, or if you're an online business owner, or if you're, you know, doing creating video content anyway, you probably already have a good mic. So don't go crazy, trying to like this mic probably cost me a hundred bucks, maybe maybe hundred fifty bucks. I don't know how much it costs. Not that serious, right? Camtasia, I think it was like three hundred dollars. Boom boom. It's like less than five hundred dollars. And I'm sure there's um, recording software that's cheaper. I'm sure there's a mic that's cheaper. You decide. So you know I have, at the very least, $200 get you in the door, right? So don't worry about high tech. Another thing is I knew initially that I was not going to spend a lot of time editing. So you may hear me say, um, you may hear me clear my throat. Sometimes I do take, you know, if it's getting ridiculous, I'll, you know, edit that part out. But I don't, I, I don't want this to be robotic. I don't, I want you to know that I'm a normal human being. We all make mistakes. I I never felt the need for this to be so prim and proper that I spent, you know, three hours editing a 20 minute long episode. That was not, that, that's just not my deal. And so you may feel differently. You may say, oh, Tanya says, um, too much. So I'm going to make sure I don't do that. Don't do it. Like if if you can, as time goes on, you will learn to pause the right way and, and you'll be quicker to speak and not have those brief, you know, pauses in the middle. But I don't think she cares. At the, in the grand scheme of things, if you're giving her great content and you are really pouring out what you know about your subject matter, and you are the subject matter expert, and you stand in your power, and you share with her like you've never shared before, and you know, like you know that what you're telling her is going to help her with whatever you're teaching her, that's all that matters. The fact that you said, um, one time, I promise you she won't unsubscribe. And if she does, then that's her problem, okay? Um, Let's dive a little bit deeper into some more of the tools that I use. So we did mention Camtasia to record. We mentioned the Blue Yeti mic. Um, My podcast host is Pippa. And I use initially I used a a WordPress plugin, which I loved, but I wanted to have a little bit more um, robust analytics. I knew that I wanted that. And I kind of just wanted, it wasn't enough for me. So I moved away from that and I used uh, Libsyn for like 30 seconds. I hated it. Everyone uses Libsyn. So don't judge by, (laughs) don't judge Libsyn by me because I'm probably the only person on earth that doesn't like it. I hated it. I thought it was, I just didn't like it. Nothing about it made me move. So I moved to Pippa and I love Pippa. It is so awesome. The analytics are dope. It is so awesome freaking seamless. I literally transferred my podcast and boom. I was on Spotify, Acast, every, I was everywhere. And I was like how, like, how? iTunes, everywhere. Even on, Um, when I looked at my analytics and I was like, what? What is this podcast player? The podcast that I didn't even, like, players that I'd never even heard of. So if you really want true and deep syndication, Pippa is a great, great, great option. Uh, another tech, a uh, piece of tech that we use for the marketing is Canva. Now, Again, everyone on Earth has a Canva account. So, you know, obviously I have Photoshop, but I'm not going to use Photoshop for podcast marketing. I'm just not. So um, we use Canva to do our marketing and we also use Headliner to do any kind of video snippets that we want to use as promotional content. Now, Pippa also does um, little snippets for you as well, and Pippa allows for you to create um, transcripts. So that works really well for my team when my assistant wants to go in and create the transcripts that we can use that for um, any any of our promotional material for Canva graphics and things like that. So again, Canva, Pippa to host the podcast, the Blue Yeti mic, the Camtasia software and Headliner occasionally to do, you know, video marketing. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. We make sure that we use our email marketing software as well to share the podcast episode as it goes live. I do that automatically with active campaign. And then we share it to our, our list. We share it on social. And that's pretty much it. I will tell you, uh, last year we were using my blog to have another home for the podcast. So we would um, embed the podcast basically like a blog post, embed the episode with the show notes and all of that stuff. And it looks really good. We're going to go back to doing that. It's just been with everything else we have going on. We kind of decided to take a break from doing that, but we are going to add that back. Again, just for SEO purposes, it makes sense to have it as many places as possible and why not publish it on our website when people are visiting our website every single day to see what services we offer. So as far as promoting, I would say definitely on your social media. Someone had asked me before, is it necessary to have an extra social handle, like an extra Instagram or an extra whatever, Facebook, Twitter for your podcast and You know, you can if you want to. I decided not to. I actually started and I had one, and I was publishing to it, and we were getting followers and things like that. But, in the grand scheme of things, did we really want to have to manage another Instagram account? And the answer was no. You know, my we have our the massive brand consulting Instagram, which is basically Tanya B Watkins. So it's like my business brand with my personal brand mix which I love because she can see like insider look at how I run my business and then I also have massive brand marketing which is my agency that would have that would have meant that we would have had to manage three different cuz we have two businesses that's enough like we that's enough we don't need a third Instagram so you decide you may decide that you want to create a, a, a separate social media account um maybe it's just an Instagram and not Facebook. Maybe it's just Facebook. You decide. Um, I think it's not necessary, but some people do it and it works out well for them. So you decide on that part. Um, One of the things I would say about guests, as I'm moving into the next topic, I think I'm probably not in the majority when I think of this, but a lot of podcasters want to have people who are like the upper echelon of their field and the the best person to talk about this and oh, I would love to have that person on my podcast and, and then they disregard all the people who are so brilliant, but maybe have 10,000 followers, (laughs) you know, so my take on this is you want a mixture of guests, you want guests who you see as you know, colleagues, people who are kind of in your circle. Because then people, the, the people that you're, you have a shared audience, it's easy for them to share your content. And then the listeners are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know Tanya. Let me hear her podcast, right? You also want to share people who are kind of, I don't want to say below, because that sounds really rude and ignorant. But, you know, people who are maybe just starting out, but they have a message to share because they're just so eager. You know, one of the things I learned about sharing, um, having guests, That may be really busy or have, you know, just a lot going on because they're highly successful and they have all these things. Are they really going to be worried about my podcast and promoting it, our episode? Like, probably not. But that person, that person that's your peer or the person that's just starting out, but they have a bold message to share, they're chomping at the bit for this opportunity. They want to be seen. You have an opportunity to give them a, a piece of your platform. Do it. They don't have to have 10 million followers to be a viable candidate for to be your guest on your show. You want to have a mix. You want to have people who are going to be chomping at the bit to share. They're going to be so excited to have this opportunity. They're going to share it with their list, with their audience. You may find that you have you the oh my god that person that if she's on my podcast I can't, oh my god I don't even know what I would do, and then she's on your podcast and she doesn't even share the episode. I can't even tell you how many times I've had not like a lot of most of my guests are women that absolutely adore and like all of them all of them are so I haven't had that problem but i from colleagues have heard like wow that pu- that episode was published two weeks ago and she still didn't share it to her list she still didn't promote it and that's part I mean you would expect that if someone's on your podcast that you guys are both doing your fair share to share the message that's why we're here right that's to share so I would say with guests don't feel like it has to be you know, the person with 20 million followers and a multi 12,000 figure business. Like it doesn't have to be, you definitely want to mix. Okay. So we talked about tech. I want you to feel free now that it doesn't have to be overly techy. I typically spend about three, two to three hours a week max. And that's a force closer to two hours on podcast stuff. Systems, I love using Trello. I don't. I don't think I mentioned this. I'm just kind of going through my list. I use Trello to kind of organize my thoughts. So I have. I create cards when I have a thought for an episode, and then I'll put notes in the card. Very simple. Uh, my team and I we use ClickUp to manage the production side of the podcast. So we know who's doing what. Is it in progress? Is it done? ClickUp is awesome for that. I actually. Um, initially was using Trello but I switched over to clickup for that kind of team involvement the Trello board for the podcast is mainly for me and my brainstorming but as it relates to the team and delegating to them I love clickup all right so we talked about frequency you decide I definitely think you know by and large most people are um, used to knowing that a podcast is going to publish. One episode a week. So that's pretty standard in the industry. You want to make sure though that whatever it is that you decide that you stick to it and don't be like me. Um, Another, I don't think we talked about this either, but a, a tip just so that you can kind of be more compliant with your frequency is to batch out your episodes. So if you know that it's going to take you anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes to record your episode, depending on how long, you know, your episode is, Then you want to allow for time if you decide you want to batch them out. Right. So maybe it's three episodes on a batch or maybe it's six episodes, 10, whatever you can fit in your schedule. And then you can spend time editing them and scheduling them as you go. Uh, We talked about guests and then promotional marketing. You just want to make sure that you you're sharing that you've published an episode and you want to have a system. How, how often are you sharing? Where are you sharing it to? Your social media, your um, your email marketing list. Like you, the, the, the one thing you don't want to do is publish an episode and then don't say anything. Of course, over time, as your listeners are growing and people are subscribing, they're going to be notified that you publish an episode. But you want everyone, as many people as possible to see that you have new content. It's a great way to, you know, many times people are saying, well, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to publish. Well, publish it. You just publish a podcast. Put that out there. Say something about that, you know? And I think it's a great reminder because sometimes, you know, we have to assume that people are busy. You know, I have to assume that the people who are listening aren't like, oh, it's 12 o'clock on Thursday. Let me go check to see if Tanya uploaded. You know, like I, I know that people are busy. So I want to remind you, hey, it's Thursday and the podcast is live. So the my biggest takeaway that I want you to just own in this episode is that you do not have to have a million bucks to be a podcaster. You do not have to spend your entire week trying to edit and publish you don't need to have so much tech. You really don't. Like, I hear people sometimes and they have a podcast production editor of this person or that person, a social media person just for the podcast. And I'm like, do you, man. If that's what you want to do, like, that's great. Um, will I probably in the near future have someone edit my podcast episodes? Probably. But right now, I don't see why I can't do it myself. It literally, literally takes me 10 minutes. So I'm I'm at a point right now where I actually enjoy it. And it's one of the things that I have left in my hands. I haven't delegated. So it's kind of fun to me. And, you know, you decide if you want to build your team in that way to focus on one singular item in your business. And it may work well for you, but I just don't think it's necessary. And if it's something that you, you know, like, you know, like, okay, I want to hire someone to take care of this. Um, I have a friend who's like, oh, I ain't nobody got time for that. I'm not editing my own podcast. She's never edited her own podcast. And if you're listening right now, my bad for putting you out there. But it's fine. Like, it works for her. She has other things that she'd rather do. And she's not the most tech savvy person. So it would probably take her longer than the average person. It doesn't make sense for her to spend her time that way. So she's hired someone. In that case, it makes absolute sense. But it literally takes me 10-15 minutes. Why would I? It's fine. So I hope this episode served you very well. And look forward to more episodes every Thursday. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about how to start your own podcast that maybe I didn't answer in this episode, feel free to reach out to me at Tanya B. Watkins. Over on Instagram, you can, you know, DM me or you can um, hit me up in your Instagram story, you can take a screenshot of your phone right now and post it on your story. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, someone reached out to me last week. And so every so often, I get inbox messages, emails about this podcast, and I love it, love it, love it. So I just wanted to take some time and just say thank you, one, for um, just being, just listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping up with me, even though I've been Little inconsistent. I apologize for that. So I just want to thank you. You like this is such a cool opportunity that I get to do this. I get to share my 20 plus years of experience in sales and marketing, and I'm just so grateful. Uh, and thank you to the people who have reached out, who have sent screenshots, who have sent me emails about how great the format is. Although it's kind of like on the fly sometimes, but I'm like, well, I will I will take the compliment. So I just thank you guys so much. Thank you for being in the Massive Brand Tribe, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Activate Your Massive Brand Podcast. I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes, as well as I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that, I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training.